Hi, and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes-Sharini, your host. And today I am really excited to be interviewing Stephanie Conkle, who is a fellow hypnotherapist and friend. And we met during HypnoBiz New York last year and had such a great time. And I'm really happy to have her here on a virtual uh, get together. And we've been talking for a little bit now. So decided it's time to get on with the actual interview. Stephanie is an award-winning clinical hypnotherapist with more than 11 years of experience, and she's a certified hypnotherapy instructor. She likes teaching and mentoring students in advanced therapeutical and hypnotic techniques. She's an industry innovator and is well-known for creating the highly successful Profound Somnambulism Protocol with Subconscious Dialogue, the PSP, which works at the esoteric level of hypnosis. She's a published author, public speaker, mother of three, and an advocate for children with autism. She has several memberships, and we're going to um, talk to her about everything she does and how she got started, and uh, as I always like to include anything that is uh, intuitive-based and how she incorporates that. So welcome, Stephanie. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Desiree. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Well, I'm glad to have you. And I'm really glad to have had our long conversation before we started this. Yes. So. <laughs> Got wrinkled out all the, you know. So we're more relaxed now. Well, I know, right? Now that we know it's going to keep recording. So right. um, anyway, so how did you get started in hypnosis? So, Oh, that's kind of a long story of how I got started. But um so there's a longer answer and there's a shorter answer. Let me start with a shorter answer and then you can tell me if you want the longer answer. Okay. <laughs> but the shorter answer is um, I had quit a long time corporate career. Um, I was really miserable in my job and um, I thought I would be a stay at home mom because, you know, I was like, well, I felt like I, I needed to do, I had a bigger purpose in my life than um, working for this corporation, making them a lot of money. <laughs> and I didn't believe in the product and I had a really um, tricky boss that I was working with. I was not happy there. Um, I knew that I wanted to help people in some way. I just didn't know in what way. Um, when I graduated from a university, I graduated with a film degree. <laughs> oh. Right. And so, and I did work on some movie sets and stuff like that and just kind of decided that it really wasn't my thing. It wasn't making enough money. Um, and I had, had a new family. Um, so I was like the breadwinner, um, <laughs> when I first got married and my husband is a filmmaker and well, he sort of does it part-time. He makes like low budget horror movies. Okay. And, and so my daughter might've been in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Scream Queens. Um, so he was making these low budget horror films and he was underemployed. He was working at Starbucks, which was a great company because it gave us health insurance and he could just kind of work part-time there. We had health insurance and That's then nice. he worked on his movies and I helped him. I was his uh, assistant producer and all of that kind of stuff. But I was like the one actually bringing in the money. And then, um, but I really hated, uh, we were married five years before we had our first child and I really hated my job. I really wanted to do something more creative, more artistic, because um, I'm really kind of more right-brained by nature, more artistic by nature. And I just decided I had to get out of that job because I was driving to work every morning 
wishing that I would get hit by a Mack truck. Oh, that's awful. And I could go, so I could be in the hospital for two weeks and I have to go into work for two. Like, that's how bad it is. Yeah. Like, once I started having those thoughts, I was like, okay, I know that there's something wrong here. <laughs> so I got pregnant um, deliberately. <laughs> and um, not that it's it, better it, than getting hit by a truck, I think. Right, I think. right. It lasts longer, though. <laughs> I kind of used the baby as my ticket out of there. <laughs> So I know I could have had the baby and could have gone to work and then, you know, at, at the corporate position, yeah. but I was like, you know, I hate this job. So I'm just going to kind of use this baby as my ticket out. <laughs> so, um, yeah. as soon as I had the baby, I quit that job and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. I'm going to do the whole stay at home mom thing. Now, mind you, I quit my job when my husband is still underemployed. We got a mortgage based on, um, what my income <laughs> and, um, we were just moving in to the home mortgage about to have this baby quit my yeah. job <laughs> so that's where we start from um I don't even know really I don't even remember how we got through those years broke but somehow everything just kind of worked yeah. out yeah um I went into like a deep postpartum depression staying at home with the baby I felt very isolated very alone um and it wasn't the baby it was me and I, and I didn't really know a whole lot about postpartum depression, but I wanted to figure out, okay, I'm home now. I thought this would make, I thought this would make me happy. Yeah. Um, but I had to figure out who I was, what I enjoyed, what I loved doing because I didn't know who I was anymore. Cause I had worked for so many years for so many other people doing what they wanted me to do. And now I had to say like, what makes me happy? What do I want to do? And I remember praying and just saying, I know that I have a bigger, like, I just always felt like I had a life, a purpose to my life and mm -hmm. a mission really. And I just, I remember praying, please just put me on this mission. I don't care how strange it is. <laughs> I'm ready to be doing this work. Yeah. And so, right. Be careful for what you ask for. <laughs> um, I got into hypnosis. Uh, well, first, let me kind of back up. So I got kind of got into life coaching just to bring in some money so I could go to Starbucks and meet with people and help coach them. Right. So that's sort of what was supplementing my income, but I wasn't really getting a lot of business at the time. Um, but the way I got to hypnosis was I developed a, a humongous fear of flying after the my first child was born. Oh. And I had flown no problem before she was born. And I flew everywhere, all over Europe, everything. I went backpacking through Europe with a friend of mine in college. So I had no problems up until I had the baby. So I knew that I was having a psychological problem with flying. But it, it didn't really bother me at the time because I didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> and I just thought, you yeah, know. it's not a problem unless you have to get on a plane. Right. And it's like, I'll just drive anywhere I need to go. Um, but then what ends up happening is my husband, one of my husband's horror movies gets accepted into the Cannes Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. So, which is in the South of France. And this was my opportunity to walk the red carpet with my husband, you know, not as his, his wife per se, but as the a producer of the movie. Pretty cool. And with like other big, like Hollywood stars and all of this kind of stuff. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity and I was like, am I going to just let myself miss this huge opportunity because I'm scared to get on a plane? Yeah. 
So I knew it was psychological. And the first thing that sort of popped into my mind is hypnosis. <laughs> I, I need somebody to hypnotize me to get on that plane. <laughs> and so, um, so I ordered like a hypnosis CD. They came in CDs at the time. <laughs> was it specific to flying? The CD? So what, it, was, it was specific to flying, but what was really funny is that I had read the label wrong. It was for people who got queasy oh. flying in airplanes. <laughs> so you were terrified, but you didn't throw up. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I, bought another, but then I bought another CD that kind of helped me get on the plane. And I still was, it, I was still a nervous flyer at that time, but it, it did help me at least get on the plane. Okay. All right. Um, when I got back, I did, I, I wanted to learn hypnosis at that point. Like, like, um, like, why does it work? What is this about? You know, that, that sort of thing. And so, um, oh, also, um, I was, I was getting a lot of hypnosis products. So after I started looking for fear of flying, I came across like weight loss hypnosis right. and all right. this other stuff, came across CG Jones's stuff, came across, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The hypnotist in, in London who had the television show, Paul McKenna. Okay. Yeah. So, so Paul McKenna has had this, like, I can make you lose weight or something. And I remember listening to his CD and he had, he went into this very creepy voice, <laughs> very, very creepy hypnotic voice. And I remember being like scared. Yeah, if it. you don't do this, you'll be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing against Paul McKenna. I think it's great. In fact, I got one of his books that he had written like in the eighties off of eBay or something. And by reading his book, um, it, he, he really explained what hypnosis really was and demystified it for me. So okay. I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Especially um, with his voice. Right. Especially with his creepy voice. <laughs> not, not to interrupt, but um, I, I went to a um, conference where um, Joe Dispenza was speaking. And have you heard his guided Love presentation? Joe Dispenza. Yeah. And, and so he's talking. And this is the first time I'd heard him do a um, hypnosis guided meditation right. and so he's talking perfectly normal. And then he goes, now close your eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's what this sounded like. Too. I'm terrified. The creepy it's like, and like, it's like he was possessed. And I'm like, well, oh. exactly. But even creepier. Cause it was a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen too many horror movies, like with the, you know, the doctor, uh, you know, Boris Koloff or something. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, so then I started like, okay, I really want a female voice. I want a voice that feels beautiful and uplifting. And so I kept searching for my hypnotist, <laughs> you know, who can I? And so I came across Wendy Friesen somehow. And I thought she has the most beautiful voice. I loved listening to all of her stuff. And I really felt like I was getting helped. Um, and again, I haven't even seen anyone in person. This is just through listening to these CDs. Well, that's how I know Steve G. Jones is so funny because when I, I you know, Facebook, when we Facebook friended each other, I'm like, well, now I have a face to go with that voice that I've been listening to. <laughs> right, right. Kind exactly. of like, not to sound creepy, but now I know what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I just got very into Wendy Friesen and all of her stuff. And I just dropped a load of money <laughs> on everything that she put out. Um, 
And then she had a hip, learn hypnosis course. And I thought, um, I already knew that I wanted to take a course on how to learn hypnosis. And she actually had, uh, she had a DVD that said how to hypnotize anybody. And I had purchased that, I had watched that, uh, which was, which was very, very basic hypnosis mm-hmm. in, in these like little snippets. But I understood her and she made sense to me. And I really liked her because she kind of seemed very down to earth to me mm-hmm. and almost like a hot mess. <laughs> Sorry, Wendy. <laughs> I love you. But she seemed like a hot mess. They're like and, this morning before trying to find all my hugely, stuff. Yeah. But she was like hugely, hugely successful. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So I could be a hot mess too. Yeah. And I could be successful with this. So that's kind of the takeaway yeah. that I got yeah. from her. Human. If a human can make money and be successful at this, so can I. Yeah. Right. And so I was actually looking to go to some class to take some courses in um, Atlanta. And, um, and I came across some, but during the same time, um, somebody convinced me to take the course from Wendy. Well, Wendy is in California. I'm in Atlanta. She was doing, this was like one of the very first online courses that anyone has ever done. Mm-hmm. Cause this was like before the whole U- Udemy and all of that kind of stuff, Kajabi and all of that. And this was just Wendy. Um, and I was like, no, I really want to go. Like, I really want to practice on people. Like I don't want to do an online thing. I want to be there in person, but no, no, no. Take, take her course. She's, she's amazing. She's wonderful. You have, you've got to take it. So it was um, a good enough value for me to, okay, I'll just, I'll take it. And then I'll just go from there. And I ended up taking just my basic hypnosis 101 from her. And I loved it so much. And, and it, she was there, you know, um, with you answering questions. It was, Mm-hmm. live we had to turn in homework we had to turn in videos of ourselves uh hypnotizing other people that she would evaluate so then i felt like okay i, I yeah, can actually good. get something out of this mm-hmm. um when that ended i was ready to go on to advanced hypnotherapy plus i was reading all of these books at the same time and right. i felt like i was um learning a lot more than what i was being taught in the classes and so i want but i wanted to start testing it out uh, she decided not to do an advanced hypnotherapy class. Uh, so I had to find my own, like another right. advanced hypnotherapy course. And I went through the ICBCH for that. Um, and so I just started taking people in my home. <laughs> I just, I just kind of t- started telling people I was a hypnotist. I remember that feeling like very weird yeah. to say that. First, yeah, I know. Very, very weird. And now it doesn't feel weird at all, right? No. <laughs> Not at all. Like that is who I am. This life coach. And, and yeah, I had that same experience. I'm also an artist. And when I was home with the kids, raising my kids at home, yeah. and I kind of did art as a hobby, but then I started to do professional, you know, uh, commissions. And I remember having the conversation years and years ago with a friend where um, she's also an artist. And we were both just kind of beginning professionally to do artwork. And somebody said, well, what do you two do? And we, we giggled and said, we're, we're artists, you know, like, like it was something, right. oh, we're artists. And now I'm like, well, I'm an artist. Like, and yes, I'm of course I'm an artist, and, right? And, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. you know, now I don't think it sounds so strange at all because it is, you know. It's part but, of who you are. Yeah, it's yeah, it is now. But in the now. beginning, it felt like. I felt yeah. so, I uh, just remember like, because also um, my family background is on my side, um, I have an Italian 
family and so very Catholic and very um <laughs> say hardcore Catholic because <laughs> I've got like nuns in my family and oh, yeah my very... dad is like a Catholic prison minister and my and sister you have an uncle who's a priest I actually don't have an uncle who's a priest it was yeah. weird that nobody became a priest but yeah. but a couple of nuns youth yeah. ministers other kind of ministers yeah. and so very you know and very 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 by the book <laughs> um and my my husband's side they're all southern baptist <laughs> oh yeah i think that's wor- well not worse but that's more challenging than catholic and and some of the ways to explain that i'm not no, definitely I'm, because I'm not doing devil stuff no yeah because in catholicism there's a lot of mysticism and so yeah. you know that's it's a little bit more acceptable although my although our, <laughs> my cousin who is a nun she's actually the prioress of her convent <laughs> she, wow. i remember her going like what made hmm, what made you get into hypnosis <laughs> you know like hmm, hypnosis <laughs> it's, really, it's really just the way you're helping to your brain i mean it's like it's 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 scientifically it's just normal right it's really normal but people have this and you so you know, have to sort of demystify it for everybody yeah. And I remember get to the point where it's like, okay, this is like so demystified that it's, it's starting to lose the magic for me. Yeah. So you now know? we need to bring in that manifesting and magic and right. That's the, so, that's the stuff I love because it's still, there's still a unknown about that, but still is true. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to learn about past life regression. And because then I was like, that kind of excited me again, because I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, there was something definitely mystical <laughs> about yeah. this. And th- that's what I'm all, I was always drawn to the esoteric, yeah. to the mystical, even when I was like hardcore Catholic myself, I was always in the yeah. mysterious part of the church, you know, <laughs> yeah. and all of the, all the healings. Well, and all I was raised Catholic and we both liked the mysteries. <laughs> yeah, the mysteries, right. The mysteries. And just the, you know, and I was speaking in tongues and I was, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Wow. And so I was like, okay, I know, I know this is what I like. <laughs> um, and so then, um, so I got into past life regression. I started it. I, I don't think I was very good at it in the beginning. And, um, but I, and I didn't really advertise for it, but I would have people who would call and request mm-hmm. a past life regression session. And so I would bring them in and we would do it. And I was like, I don't know if this is really, hmm, you know, this is really working. And so I ended up taking um, QHHT from Dolores Cannons. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. It was, so it was awesome. And um, that really reignited everything, my passion again for yeah. hypnotism. And so then I started doing a lot more of the past life regression stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know through qhht it dolores was getting the subconscious why don't you um for the audience explain what the acronym the initial oh qhht stands for um quantine healing uh hypnosis therapy i think yeah <laughs> um so that was a, that was um uh, dolores cannon's like uh protocol was called that, that was her protocol which was a past life regression protocol mm-hmm. She was getting subconscious dialogue where the subconscious was actually talking, you know, through the person. Right. And so I thought, Hey, I, this is the part of the protocol that is, is awesome. (laughs) And not that the past life stuff wasn't because that was fun too, but I was just thinking, you know, I live in, I live in 
I don't live right in the city of Atlanta where everyone is like really cool and laid back and, you know, very esoteric and all that. Yeah. I live in the, the Northern suburbs. <laughs> goes to church and goes, yeah. right. And, and the white picket yeah. fences and the affluent homes and all of that. And it's like, you know, they're still just coming to me for regular hypnosis, but I want to get to the part where I can like tap in mm-hmm. to their higher self, yeah. to their higher power or to their subconscious all of that kind of stuff without having to take them through a past life. Cause they're not going to ask me to go into okay. a past life. Right, gotcha. protocol. You have to go through into a past life in order to elicit the subconscious dialogue or the direct voice dialogue. Right. So um, I wanted to figure out a way, how can I elicit the direct voice without having to bring anybody through a past life? And so I spent about two years trying to figure this out and, and I did it. <laughs> And then that's how I developed my protocol. So, um, wow. Yeah. So now I can get people, I, I can get the subconscious. We can talk to the higher power. We can talk to the collective unconscious. We can talk to angels, um, whoever, <laughs> a so source energy. So your, your, um, process, it, the protocols. So nambulism protocol, subconscious dialogue. So talk about the somnambulism part. Yeah. So profound somnambulism. So, Um, Most of us can, you know, we're achieving somnambulism when we bring our clients into hypnosis. And um, so, you know, I'm going to bug you again too, um, because like, hopefully not, I'm going to explain you and I are, are, you know, understanding for the audience, what (laughs) tell, tell us what is somnambulism. Okay. So somnambulism is when you reach a level of hypnosis that you get particular, um, hypnotic phenomenon. And you can measure for it once you get amnesia. So now as you're being hypnotized, you're getting phenomenon all along the way. Like you may get eye catalepsy, eye fixation, eye catalepsy, um, maybe doing an arm lift, maybe you can get their arm to rise up in that. Okay. When you get somnambulism, then you get sort of um, more difficult things to achieve. So they can forget their name. They can forget numbers. Um, there was the Dave Elman um, induction has a built-in test for somnambulism where he has the client count backwards and has them lose the numbers. So once they lose the numbers, then they, they've achieved amnesia. Then you know that they're in somnambulism. Okay. So profound, but see, but you can be in somnambulism and still sort of be aware that you're being, that you're being hypnotized. Profound somnambulism is where you can bring the, well, I bring the client into the deepest level of trance that I call the non-awareness state so that their conscious mind is completely out of the way where they feel like they're on a mental vacation. Yeah. Okay. Now, sometimes they can be observing what I'm doing, but eight out of 10 times, they're not observing. They're just being on a beautiful mental vacation. And while they're over here, I'm over here <laughs> talking to their, to their pure subconscious, talking to their, their higher self. Um, or their higher power, or the, you know, any, their super conscious mind, basically. Uh Um, So I can talk to the subconscious, I can talk to the super conscious, I can talk to the collective unconscious, um, angels, guides, you name it. And there's just a particular process that I use to figure out who I'm, you know, to call in who I want to talk about and figure out who I'm talking to at that point. And, And that's to help the client and their best and highest good. So, so in, instead of like 
uh, straight on, okay, you know, relax your conscious mind and let your subconscious and it, it it's, uh, and again, for the audience, like uh, often people think of a, a going for hypnotherapy for stop smoking or lose weight or habit change, which it's amazing for, Absolutely. but it's also way even more deeply amazing to find deeper, higher uh, access to um, subconscious and superconscious, which for those of you who don't understand that, it's almost like a Kashuk record kind of where all knowledge is there for you to have or all you you think you don't know, but you know everything kind of a thing, right? Um, right. So uh, I'm just going to explain the difference in, in what you're talking about. You're talking about uh, quantum, you know, yes. level of hypnosis, not the standard base. Right. Not the standard yeah. hypnosis that... Um, that people think hip, of hypnosis and know you, if you right. really want to be a chicken, you know, <laughs> exactly. somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. And, and now we can get this same type of changes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Even more profoundly. Right. Even more profoundly. But see, here's the thing. Um, when you can get the client talking to you or not the client, the client's higher self talking yeah. to you, then you can know, you, you get a deeper understanding of where the problem originated yeah. and why it's there. What the, you know what the secondary gain is, um, mm -hmm. you know, and they, and so, then, I, I was thinking that when you were talking about getting hit by a Mack truck or having a baby, Right. You know, like how sometimes people get sick um, and they're sick or they're, they have a problem, whatever it is, but sometimes you can't clear it up directly with hypnosis because you've got to find that secondary gain. Right. Yeah. And, then, and so, and then also, so there's some really good hypnotherapists that can find the secondary gain without having to access the higher power. However, what I find is that sometimes the subconscious or the higher self will not release the problem, even if there's a secondary, or even if the secondary gain has been cleared out, won't release the problem. And if they, if it doesn't release the problem, you have to understand why. And they can give you a, a, a fuller understanding. And I've had like the higher self say, um, this is karma coming over from a past life. And they have signed a contract saying that they want to go through this. So this is something that they want to experience this is you know so we cannot change that contract <laughs> okay. this is what they have to live out but i could say well how long is this going to be and can we help accelerate their learning that kind of thing yeah you know and so do you bring that information back um allow the client to have that information and say oh okay i ask the subconscious if the client can have the information right but i do record the sessions so mm -hmm. Because a lot of, because if they, the ones who are not observing, who are in the non-awareness state, they'll, right. they will wake up with amnesia and they'll not know anything that happened in the session. So I'll record each session, but I'll ask the, the, the subconscious, whoever I'm talking to, the subconscious or the higher self or whatever, um, is it okay for the client to listen to this? Um, and sometimes they'll say yes, or sometimes they'll say, let's wait six weeks and then they can listen to the recording. Mm -hmm. um, but they'll tell you if it's okay for the for the client to listen to it. Yeah. And, and again, for the audience who's listening or watching, um, when Stephanie's talking about higher power guides, angels, um, you know, there, this is the, um, and I think there's a universal acceptance that we have, we have uh, watchers and, and handlers kind of, we have a higher power that helps us. 
And so sometimes when, you know, that whole saying, you know, bad things happen to good people. Um, that's what Stephanie's talking about um, in this case is understanding it can really, if you at least understand it, if it's not going to go away and you at least understand that there's a reason for it and accept it instead of just saying, oh, well, um, it, it, it can change your whole perception around it and you can have an easier life. Right. Absolutely. And even as the hypnotherapist, it was like, you know, if you get it, it, it's rare, but it happens where you get sessions where just nothing is changing. And you're like, what, is it something that I'm doing wrong? Or, <laughs> and just being the hypnotherapist knowing like, oh, okay, it's not on me. It's, this is what they're carrying. And this is something that they agreed to carry from before they were born, then it kind of takes the pressure <laughs> off of you as a hypnotherapist as well. So it's like, okay. And it does give you the deeper understanding, the deeper, you know, of, of where the problem has originated, where it needs to be cl cleared out. Um, it could say that it originated in a past life, but we can go back and, and clear out the events that happened in the past life. And that's basically just, then you would do a past life regression on them at that point. And basically clearing out karma there usually just means you need to ask for forgiveness from the people who you hurt in those past mm -hmm. lives. And, and maybe it's forgiving yourself and asking for forgiveness, or maybe it's forgiving other people. Maybe you're holding on to a grudge from a past life. So it, it could be a, a, a whole number of things, but it's actually pretty easy to clear out once you know where, where it originated. Yeah. How long do those sessions usually last? Do you have like a set time for something like that? Or no, it's sort of, yeah, it lasts about, I tell people to clear their schedule for two hours. Um, it may not last the entire two hours. It could go three hours. It sort of depends on what we're working on. If I bring them into a past life, it's definitely going to be a longer session than if I just talk, speak with a the subconscious, then it'll be a shorter session. Um, you know, it sounds, um, I, I'm really enjoying hearing about your process because I'm uh, at the NAF, the National Association of Transpersonal Hypnotherapist Conference, which is coming up. Uh, first week of November, uh, I'm staying on to add another certification because that's what I love to do. <laughs> and um, I've, I've done past life regressions, but there, I'm going to be doing the life between lives, which is um, Michael Newton's um, process. And it sounds very similar, but he does have you go back into the past life uh, and then come forward through the death into that. That's how space. Dolores Cannon does it. She brings yeah. you into the past life. And and then, and, yeah. Into that space where you can talk right. to your higher self, your guide, right. your soul family and, and do a lot of processing. But what I didn't like about that part of her process. And I love Dolores Cannon and all her books and everything, like read them because mm -hmm. <laughs> they're fascinating. But what I didn't like about her process is that she would take people to their death scene and mm -hmm. then would revivify the death scene so they could get to the, the space between lives. Right. right. And I just thought, um, not everybody wants to relive their death scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah the, and, I've been reading up on this and, and it does talk about like, you know, well, we don't want to traumatize them. So you kind of get them there. So they, you know, they're not, I, I and I kind of wondered about that. So I find your, so, so that was, yeah, that was part of what, so, so but you don't, you can get them into the space between lives without having them to revivify the death scene. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the first way that I, the, the first part of my protocol that I, that I sort of 
I don't want to say invented, I want to say I was guided to, mm -hmm. um, is that instead of taking them through the death scene, why don't I just take them backwards through their own life to right before they were born? Because yeah. now they're in the they're in the space between um, lives, yeah. but they have not had to revivify their death scene. Um, you can, and you don't you don't even have to do that either. Um, you could just sort of you know ask the subconscious or the higher self to take them out. I usually take them out to a space beyond um, consciousness, sort of like Joe Dispenza does, where you're just kind of you're outside of time and space right right mm -hmm. so that's sort of like just taking them to to this part um kind of gets them outside of their of their body yeah and that's how this mind body as well but they still this process i'm talking about the life between life still takes you back and then brings you into that no time no space eventually like they all it seems like yours and their and and michael newton dolores cannon uh the the idea is to you know, and we pretty much do with regular hypnosis anyway, get to that beyond right. time and space thing. Exactly. And, and it's like just different ways of getting there. So right. um, I'm looking forward to um, talking to you more after I've taken this. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, notes. and uh, I've even just recently started incorporating some of Joe Dispenza's pattern into it. Cause I just discovered him uh, several months, maybe like six months ago. And I was like, Oh, this is, in the yeah. kind of what he was doing, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna use some of his pattern and see if this works for my protocol too. And it does. So just anything that just gets you to Yeah. The, whatever whatever works gets you into that space where whatever, your doors open. The mind body dissociation. Yeah. That's fascinating. So um I was gonna ask you, tell me it says that you're a published author. So what what's your um your book or your books or so, well right now uh, what's published is um i have one book that's published on amazon it's called happy person happy life and it's basically um uh each chapter is 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 um hmm what's the word i want to say uh, i don't want to say activity but there's an activity that you do <laughs> that will will help you um gain more like background happiness and release your depression. And this is through um, scientific fact. So if you do these processes um, in each chapter, then in, in 21 days, you can actually have a happier, more fulfilling life. Um, some of it is NLP processes. Some of it is uh, me just simple meditation or exercising for 20 minutes. Um, but all of these things are backed up scientifically just to kind of help you live your happiest life. And I believe that when you're happy, then you're, you manifest more of what you want into yeah. your life. So, and I've also been in, I'm in a lot of other people's books too with case studies and whatever, but, and I'm working on another book right now. Oh, what's that on? <laughs> and that is going to, I want to teach the general population how to access your own intuition, how to access your own subconscious, your own higher self. Yeah. Um, it's great to go to a hypnotherapist when you can, but you can also do this on your own. You can get answers when you go within. And so there's going to be some processes for accomplishing that. Yeah. That's like right up my alley. That's what I teach. So don't steal my audience. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's that, like, I, you know, because of my own, affiliate, I know. <laughs> we'll work <laughs> together. Good plan. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Like, every, you know, there's so many people like it's, it is, you know, don't you feel like, um, 
there is that universal message like like if you look back in history like when the uh, telephone was invented for example like three people came up with the same idea at the same time i think there's the download that yeah. you know gets that like hey i have an idea and it's like wait a minute i have that idea exactly and that's why i was saying earlier like i feel like i was guided to create my process and that's yeah. why it's like, it feels weird if i say i'm I'm the inventor of the innovator. Yeah. No, well, you, you incorporated I, it. Or no, you, that's always been there. I figured out a strategy yeah. of how to get what I needed. <laughs> and and really, like, I think the more people that are spreading, because there's going to be people that know you and hear you or find you. There's going to be people that find me. There's right. going to be people that find any, you know, the more ways to spread the good information or the good ways to live or happiness right. or, or got, finding your own intuition, I think is such a big deal. That's, why I called this intuitive journey with Desiree is that like learning your, you know, your own process or, or trusting your own intuition is so important. So many people are waking up now, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there is no lack. There is no, you know, there, there's not a lack. I don't have a lack consciousness. So that's why I'm like, I, I'm a open book and I'm sharing my information. I share so much information free on YouTube, Yeah. you know, but people will still buy my books. They'll still buy my classes, even though I'm like, I'm giving away everything almost <laughs> you know, for free. Um, because there's not this, there, there's really not a lack. Um, and right now, you know, just to get a little bit more esoteric on you, um, the, the earth is, you know, is going through a transformation right now and moving into a new dimension, new density. And we're having to, as a, as a species, as humans, we have to evolve out of the third density and we're either going to evolve or we're going to die basically um, not die as in just not be able to move with the earth. And we'll have to go to another third dimensional plane to keep reliving the karma unless we can wake up and, you know, and elevate. And so I think a lot of people are waking up. They're waking up even if they didn't want to wake up, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're going like, Oh my gosh, like I need direction. Like, what do I do now? And so I think part of it, and I think this may be part of your work too. Um, my next step, cause, I, cause I, I still feel that I'm supposed to be even more than a hypnotist or hypnotherapist. Like that's great. They served me well for the past decade, but I know that I have an even higher purpose too. And I think part of that is just to help people help guide people who are awakening. And, and I don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but <laughs> I know that it has something to do with, with helping people understand what's happening with them and then, and then how to, you know, shift their energy so that they can match the vibration yeah. uh, of the earth as it's going through its own planetary evolution. Yeah. I, um, I think maybe most of the people that would be taking the time to listen or watch this would get what we're talking about. Um, but I do like to, on this um, show, do a lot of explaining about like what you know and and you know everyone's heard that as above so below um that inside our bodies our bodies the planet our solar system everything is going through a pattern that replicates sort of like fractals and like you're saying and so if people would take the time to to look at the big history of our galaxy and where the earth is they'll see that it's getting closer to the center and there is a shift and you know uh, electromagnetically and 
you know, gravity wise and all sorts of stuff happens from that level, from the, our, the universe all the way down to the cells in our body. And so, yes, talking about that frequency is that we are at a very dense frequency in these physical bodies. And when you talk about raising your vibration or your frequency, there actually can take place a change in our density and not just you and me. Yeah, sometimes individually, but we're talking about humanity too. Like, not just like we're going to die, not you and I, but humanity. Of the collective of humanity. Yeah. As we, you know, DNA and all this, as we progress, humanity is going to shift. We want to, and we want to ascend and we want to ascend together. Right. Not everybody's going to ascend, but, (laughs) and that's okay. They're just going to have to repeat it again on another planet. (laughs) Well, and there's all all these different levels that exist at the same time. Uh, It's just fascinating. You know, it's like, I could go on and on, but, um, right, me too. let's uh, confuse your audience. <laughs> yeah, and there's just like all this, you know, just, just like there's a rock and a flower and a human being and a dog yeah. consciously, or, you know, as far as awareness, we're all at different levels of awareness, but we all coexist. That's and right. so, you know, there's a, a flow. It's like a little water wheel, you know, that drop of water is a little further back from this drop of water, but we're all on the wheel. <laughs> right. And ultimately, of course, we're all connected and we're oh, all yeah. we so it's, it's the source. Yeah. And we're all responsible for ourselves and everything around us in a way. So if we can be a better person, a better light, a better source of information and help, then, then everything around us is going to kind of get, um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, you know, it, it's contagious. You right. Know, we can, we can affect the energy around us. Right. We can affect the energy. That's, that's exactly right. Well, we can help, like heart, we can help yeah. pull up the lower energies into a higher level. And, and heart math, you know, Joe Dispenza is big with the heart math um, group and, uh, and they talk about, you know, globally changing the heart rate variability, heart, that, that coherence yeah. and globally shifting that. And that's no, there is science behind that too. So if anybody wants to go look that up, uh, there is science behind the energy on the earth associated with um, how people are feeling. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so what do you have coming up as far as workshops or uh, anything like that? You said you were earlier before we were recording, you said you were co-teaching um, a couple of workshops and sure. I know you travel and get around. So what do you have coming up that people can find you at? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I'm co-teaching with Roy Hunter and Bruce Eimer. Um, the next thing that worked, well, I did a, a parts therapy workshop with Roy Hunter. Um, and you can find that on my website if you'd like to go back and, and watch that. Um, my website for hypnotherapist or for students who are interested in this is stephanieconkle.com. It's so it's just my name.com. It's different than my client website. If you want to get a hypnotherapy session from me, <laughs> that's okay. liferesults.com. And I'll be putting those in the details under the um, podcast video information. And then the, what the workshop that's coming up soon, which we're still working out details. So I can't give you details just yet, uh-huh. um, but maybe we can put it in the show notes later. Um, with Bruce Eimer and Roy Hunter, we're going to be teaching regression, oh. an online regression workshop. Yeah. So, so that will be fun. And then, um, yeah. And then if you're interested in my protocol, um, 
I just finished teaching it live at HypnoThoughts Live, but you can also uh, download the online version. Um, I have video training courses. And again, you can find that at stephanieconkle.com. And that is the, the profound somnambulism protocol. I've got some other courses there too, if you're interested. Good. And um, how about, are you going to be, will I see you in, um, yes, I will. Of course, I'll see you in May at HypnoBiz New York, right? So, well, <laughs> it, I've lost track of where, where we're all going at the same time. Right. So this, I've sort of made a promise to myself that I was going to sit, sit down and, and write my book and finish okay. my book and, and kind of have, I'm kind of taking a bit of a um, sabbatical for 2020. Okay. Um, I'm still going to go to HypnoThoughts live in August because that's the big one. But other than that, I'm really trying to kind of like slow down from just being everywhere at one time yeah. and, and work on my uh, product creation because I know that it's important and, and work on myself and just kind of, you know, 2019 was this energy of do, 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 and run everywhere and go everywhere <laughs> and fly everywhere. My 2020. Yeah. yeah. And so, everywhere. So, so 2020, I'm still going to have to do some of that stuff, but I'm intentionally slowing down and I'm kind of, you know, cocooning myself and I want to get into that creative space to, to work on my books and to work on my um, courses. So I'll have, so I'll have a workshop to go along uh, with the book. So I've just got to, you know, put those into place now. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I, that's good. And, um, and I've done the same thing. I have my book and I have a workshop that goes with it. So, awesome. yeah, so it, it's, it's nice because you've already got your, your, your plan, you know, that's <laughs> yes. and it's repeatable. So I wish you a lot of luck with that. And I will have, um, Stephanie's information and where you can work with her and what, what city are you in? I don't, I don't even know. We talked about so that. I'm in Woodstock, Georgia. Oh, okay. You're Atlanta. You're you Atlanta. I'm not in the city. I'm in the yeah. suburbs North of Atlanta. We're on the same time. Um, Eastern yes, standard yeah. time, which helps a lot when we have to do something like this. Absolutely. So she's in Atlanta. You can find her there. If you want to work with her, you can find her online um, for online courses and contact and you say you have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel, and that's uh, Stephanie Conkle Hypnosis. Cool. So all sorts of ways to find out more and contact Stephanie. And is there anything else you want to add before I end this? Uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity of coming on here and, and talking with you and your audience. Uh, I've just I've had a wonderful time, and uh, just thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for, for joining me. It was really nice. And like I said, I love... I could go on forever talking to you, but I better. Oh, likewise. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you when I can, even if you're not going to be at, I'll, I'll just come bug you. I'll sit outside. I'm like, hey, Stephanie. Come <laughs> yeah. down to Atlanta. If you ever make it up to DC, let me know. Absolutely. Okay. Anyway, so I'll, I'll be back in touch. Like I said, I'd love to talk more about, um, on a personal level, about the processes. And other than that, though, thank you, Stephanie, for joining me. And I'm going to end this with <laughs> thank you for being here with me for my show. And I look forward to seeing everyone next time. Bye. Bye. And now I see the great thing about pre-recording is I can get this. I can turn it off and it's still recording, but I can edit this out. Hi. And welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree holmes Sharini, your host. And today I am really excited to be interviewing Stephanie Conkle, 
who is a fellow hypnotherapist and friend, and we met during HypnoBiz New York last year and had such a great time, and I'm really happy to have her here on a virtual uh, get-together, and we've been talking for a little bit now, so decided it was time to get on with the actual interview. Stephanie is an award-winning clinical hypnotherapist with more than 11 years of experience, and she's a certified hypnotherapy instructor. She likes teaching and mentoring students in advanced therapeutical and hypnotic techniques. She's an industry innovator and is well-known for creating the highly successful Profound Somnambulism Protocol with Subconscious Dialogue, the PSP, which works at the esoteric level of hypnosis. She's a published author, public speaker, mother of three, and an advocate for children with autism. She has several memberships, and we're going to... Um, talk to her about everything she does and how she got started. And uh, as I always like to include anything that is uh, intuitive based and how she incorporates that. So welcome, Stephanie. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Desiree. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Well, I'm glad to have you. And I'm really glad to have had our long conversation before we started this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> got wrinkled out all the, you know. So we're more relaxed now. <laughs> loved, I know, right? Now that we know it's going to keep recording. So right. um, anyway, so how did you get started in hypnosis? So, oh, that's kind of a long story of how I got started. But um, so there's a longer answer and there's a shorter answer. Let me start with a shorter answer and then you can tell me if you want the longer answer. Okay. <laughs> But the shorter answer is um, I had quit a long time corporate career. Um, I was really miserable in my job and um, I thought I would be a stay at home mom because, you know, I was like, well, I felt like I, I needed to do, I had a bigger purpose in my life than um, working for this corporation, making them a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't believe in the product and I had a really, um, tricky boss that I was working with. I was not happy there. Um, I knew that I wanted to help people in some way. I just didn't know in what way. Um, when I graduated from the university, I graduated with a film degree. <laughs> oh. Right. And so, and I did work on some movie sets and stuff like that and just kind of decided that it really wasn't my thing. It wasn't making enough money. Um, and I had, had a new family. Um, so I was like the breadwinner um, <laughs> when I first got married and my husband is a filmmaker and well, he sort of does it part time. He makes like low budget horror movies. Okay. And, and so my daughter might've been in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Scream Queens. Um, so he was making these low budget horror films and he was underemployed. He was working at Starbucks, which was a great company because it gave us health insurance and he could just kind of work part time there. We had health insurance and That's then nice. he worked on his movies and I helped him. I was his uh, assistant producer and all of that kind of stuff. But I was like the one actually bringing in the money. And then, um, but I really hated, uh, we were married five years before we had our first child and I really hated my job. I really wanted to do something more creative, more artistic, because um, I'm really kind of more right-brained by nature, more artistic by nature. And 
I just decided I had to get out of that job because I was driving to work every morning wishing that I would get hit by a Mack truck. Oh, that's awful. And I could go, so I could be in the hospital for two weeks and I have to go into work for two. Like, that's how bad it yeah. Like, once I started having those thoughts, I was like, okay, I know that there's something wrong here. <laughs> so I got pregnant, um, deliberately. <laughs> and, um, not that it's it, better it, than getting hit by a truck, I think. Right, it, right. It lasts longer though. <laughs> I kind of used the baby as my ticket out of there. <laughs> So I know I could have had the baby and could have gone to work and then, you know, at, at the corporate position, yeah. but I was like, you know, I hate this job. So I'm just going to kind of use this baby as my ticket out. <laughs> so, um, yeah. as soon as I had the baby, I quit that job and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. I'm going to do the whole stay at home mom thing. Now, mind you, I quit my job when my husband is still underemployed. We got a mortgage based on, um, what my income <laughs> and, um, we were just moving in to the home mortgage about to have this baby quit my job <laughs> so that's where we start from um I don't even know really I don't even remember how we got through those years broke but somehow everything just kind of worked yeah, out yeah um I went into like a deep postpartum depression staying at home with the baby I felt very isolated very alone um and it wasn't the baby it was me and I, and I didn't really know a whole lot about postpartum depression, but I wanted to figure out, okay, I'm home now. I thought this would make, I thought this would make me happy. Um, but I had to figure out who I was, what I enjoyed, what I loved doing because I didn't know who I was anymore. Cause I had worked for so many years for so many other people doing what they wanted me to do. And now I had to say like, what makes me happy? What do I want to do? And I remember praying and just saying, I know that I have a bigger, like, I just always felt like I had a life, a purpose to my life mm-hmm. and a mission, really. And I just, I remember praying, please just put me on this mission. I don't care how strange it is. <laughs> I'm ready to be doing this work. Yeah. And so, right, be careful for what you ask for. <laughs> um, I got into hypnosis. Uh, well, first, let me kind of back up. So I got, kind of got into life coaching just to bring in some money so I could go to Starbucks and meet with people and help coach them. Right. So that's sort of what was supplementing my income. But I wasn't really getting a lot of business at the time. Um, but the way I got to hypnosis was I developed a, a humongous fear of flying after the ba- my first child was born. Oh. And I had flown no problem before she was born. And I flew everywhere, all over Europe, everything. I went backpacking through Europe with a friend of mine in college. So I had no problems up until I had the baby. So I knew that I was having a psychological problem with flying. But it it didn't really bother me at the time because I didn't have to go anywhere. (laughs) And I just thought, you know. it's not a problem unless you have to get on a plane. Right. And it's like, I'll just drive anywhere I need to go. Um, but then what ends up happening is my husband, one of my husband's horror movies gets accepted into the Cannes Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. So, which is in the South of France. And this was my opportunity to walk the red carpet with my husband, you know, not as his, his wife per se, but as the a producer of the movie Pretty cool. And with like other big, like Hollywood stars and all of this kind of stuff. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity and I was like, am I going to just let myself miss this huge opportunity because I'm scared to get on a plane? Yeah. 
So I knew it was psychological. And the first thing that sort of popped into my mind is hypnosis. <laughs> I thought I need somebody to hypnotize me to get on that plane. <laughs> and so, um, so I ordered like a hypnosis CD because they came in CDs at the time. <laughs> was it specific to flying? The CD? So what, it was it was specific to flying, but what was really funny is that I had read the label wrong. It was for people who got queasy oh. flying in airplanes. <laughs> so they were terrified, but you didn't throw up. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I bought another, but then I bought another CD that kind of helped me get on the plane. And I still was, it, I was still a nervous flyer at that time, but it it did help me at least get on the plane. Okay. All right. Um, when I got back, I did, I wanted to learn hypnosis at that point. Like, like, um, like, why does it work? What is this about? You know, that, that sort of thing. And so, um, oh, also, um, I was, I was getting a lot of hypnosis products. So after I started looking for fear of flying, I came across like weight loss hypnosis right. and all right. this other stuff, came across Steve G. Jones's stuff, came across, um, uh, Oh, what's his name? The hypnotist in, in London who had the television show, Paul McKenna. Okay. Yeah. So, so Paul McKenna has had this, like, I can make you lose weight or something. And I remember listening to his CD and he had, he went into this very creepy voice, <laughs> very, very creepy hypnotic voice. And I remember being like scared. Yeah. If you don't do this, you'll be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing against Paul McKenna. I think it's great. In fact, I got one of his books that he had written like in the eighties off of eBay or something. And by reading his book, um, it, he, he really explained what hypnosis really was and demystified it for me. So okay. I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Especially um, with his voice. Right. Especially with his creepy voice. <laughs> not, not to interrupt, but, um, I, I went to a, um, conference where, um, Joe Dispenza, was speaking and have you heard his guided Love meditation? No yeah. and, and so he's talking and this is the first time I'd heard him do a um, hypnosis guided meditation. Right. And so he's talking perfectly normal and then he goes, now close your eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's what this sounded like too. I'm terrified. <laughs> the creepy it's, like, and like, it's like he was possessed. And I'm like, well, yeah. exactly. But even creepier because it was a British accent. <laughs> And we've seen too many horror movies, like with the, you know, the doctor, uh, you know, Boris Koloff or something. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, so then I started like, okay, I really want a female voice. I want a voice that feels beautiful and uplifting. And so I kept searching for my hypnotist, <laughs> you know, who yeah. can I? And so I came across Wendy Friesen somehow yeah. and I thought she has the most beautiful voice. I loved listening to all of her stuff and I really felt like I was getting helped. Um, and again, I haven't even seen anyone in person. This is just through listening to these CDs. Well, that's how I know Steve G Jones is so funny because when I, I, you know, Facebook, when we Facebook friended each other, I'm like, well, now I have a face to go with that voice that I've been listening to. <laughs> right. Right. Kind exactly. of like, not to sound creepy, but now I know what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I just got very into Wendy Friesen and all of her stuff. And I just dropped a load of money <laughs> on everything that she put out. Um, 
And then she had a hip, learn hypnosis course. And I thought, um, I already knew that I wanted to take a course on how to learn hypnosis. And she actually had, um, she had a DVD that said how to hypnotize anybody. And I had purchased that, had watched that, uh, which was, which was very, very basic hypnosis mm -hmm. in, in these like little snippets. But I understood her and she made sense to me. And I really liked her because she kind of seemed very down to earth to me mm -hmm. and almost like a hot mess. <laughs> Sorry, Wendy, <laughs> I love you. But she seemed like a hot mess. They're like and, this morning before trying to find all my hugely, stuff. Yeah, but she was like hugely, hugely successful. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so I could be a hot mess too. Yeah. And I could be successful with this. So that's kind of the takeaway yeah. that I got from her. If a human can make money and be successful at this, so can I. Yeah. Right. And so I was actually looking to go to some class to take some courses in um, Atlanta. And, um, and I came across them. But during the same time, um, Somebody convinced me to take the course from Wendy. Well, Wendy is in California. I'm in Atlanta. She was doing, this was like one of the very first online courses that anyone has ever done. Because mm -hmm. this was like before the whole Udemy and all of that kind of stuff, Kajabi and all of that. And this was just Wendy. Um, and I was like, no, I really want to go, like, I really want to practice on people. Like, I don't want to do an online thing. I want to be there in person. But no, 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 take, take her course. She's, she's amazing. She's wonderful. You have, you've got to take it. So it was um, a good enough value for me to, okay, I'll just, I'll take it. And then I'll just go from there. And I ended up taking just my basic hypnosis 101 from her. And I loved it so much. And, and it, she was there, you know, um, with you answering questions. It was Mm -hmm. live we had to turn in homework we had to turn in videos of ourselves uh hypnotizing other people that she would evaluate so then i felt like okay i, I yeah, can actually get something out of this mm -hmm. um when that ended i was ready to go on to advanced hypnotherapy plus i was reading all of these books at the same time and right. i felt like i was um learning a lot more than what i was being taught in the classes and so i want but i wanted to start testing it out uh, she decided not to do an advanced hypnotherapy class. Uh, so I had to find my own, like another right. advanced hypnotherapy course. And I went through the ICBCH for that. Um, and so I just started taking people in my home. <laughs> I just, I just kind of started telling people I was a hypnotist. I remember that feeling like very weird yeah. to say that. First, yeah, I know. Very, very weird. Now it doesn't feel weird at all, right? No. <laughs> Not at all. Like that is who I am. This yeah. Life coach. And, and yeah, I had that same experience. I'm also an artist. And when I was home with the kids, raising my kids at home, yeah. and I kind of did art, art as a hobby, but then I started to do professional, you know, uh, commissions. And I remember having the conversation years and years ago with a friend where um, she's also an artist. And we were both just kind of beginning professionally to do artwork. And somebody said, well, what do you two do? And we, we giggled and said, we're, we're artists, you know, like, like it was, right. oh, we're artists. And now I'm like, well, I'm an artist. Like, and yeah, of course I'm an artist, and, right? And, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. you know, now I don't think it sounds so strange at all because it is, you know. It's part but, of who you are. Yeah, it's yeah, it is now. But in the now. beginning, it felt like. I felt yeah. so, I oh. just remember like, because also um, my family background is on my side. Um, I have an Italian 
family. And so very Catholic and very, um, I say hardcore Catholic because I've got like nuns in my family and oh, yeah, my dad is like a Catholic prison minister and my and sister. Do you have an uncle who's a priest? I actually don't have an uncle who's a priest. It was yeah. weird that nobody became a priest, but, yeah. but a couple of nuns, youth yeah. ministers, other kind of ministers. Yeah. And so very, you know, and very, very, very by the book. <laughs> um, and my my husband's side, they're all Southern Baptist. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's wor- well, not worse, but that's more challenging than Catholic and and some of the ways to explain that I'm not that definitely I'm, because I'm not doing devil stuff. No, yeah, because in Catholicism, there's a lot of mysticism, and so yeah. you know that's it's a little bit more acceptable. Although my although our, <laughs> my cousin who is a nun, she's actually the prioress of her convent. <laughs> she, wow. I remember her going like, what made, hmm, what made you get into hypnosis? <laughs> you know, like, hmm, hypnosis. <laughs> it's, really, it's really just the way you're helping to your brain. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's scientifically, it's just normal. Right. It's really normal, but people have this. And so you have to sort of demystify it for everybody. Yeah. And I remember get to the point where it's like, okay, this is like so demystified that it's, it's starting to lose the magic for me yeah so you now know. we need to bring in that manifesting and magic and right that's the, so, that's the stuff I love because it's still there's still a unknown about that but still is true right you now yeah exactly. <laughs> I wanted to learn about past life regression and because then I was like that kind of excited me again because I felt oh. like okay there was something definitely mystical <laughs> about yeah. this and th- that's what I'm all, I was always drawn to the esoteric yeah to the mystical, even when I was like hardcore Catholic myself, I was always in the mysterious part of the church, you know, (laughs) and all of the, all the healings and all I was raised Catholic and we both liked the mysteries. Yeah, the mysteries, right. (laughs) The mysteries. And just the, you know, and I was speaking in tongues and I was, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Wow. And so I was like, okay, I know, I know this is what I like. (laughs) Um, and so then, um, so I got into past life regression. I started it. I, I don't think I was very good at it in the beginning. And, um, but I, and I didn't really advertise for it, but I would have people who would call and request mm-hmm. a past life regression session. And so I would bring them in and we would do it. And I was like, I don't know if this is really, hmm, you know, this is really working. And so I ended up taking um, QHHT from Dolores Cannons. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. It was, so it was awesome. And um, that really reignited everything, my passion again for hypnotism. And so then I started doing a lot more of the past life regression stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, through QHHT, it, Dolores was, getting the subconscious. Why don't you, um, for the audience, explain what the acronym, the initial. Oh, QHHT stands for, um, quantine healing, uh, hypnosis therapy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, a, that was, um, uh, Dolores Cannon's like, uh, protocol was called. That, that was her protocol, which was a past life regression protocol. Mm-hmm. She was getting subconscious dialogue where the subconscious was actually talking, you know, through the person. Right. And so, I thought, hey, I this is the part of the protocol that is is awesome, <laughs> and not that the past life stuff wasn't because that was fun too. But I was just thinking, you know, I live in I live in 
I don't live right in the city of Atlanta where everyone is like really cool and laid back and, you know, very esoteric and all that. Yeah. I live in the, the northern suburbs. Everyone <laughs> goes to church and goes, yeah. right. And, and the white picket fences <laughs> and the affluent homes and all of that. And it's like, you know, they're still just coming to me for regular hypnosis, but I want to get to the part where I can like tap in mm-hmm. to their higher self, yeah. to the higher power or to their subconscious all of that kind of stuff without having to take them through a past life because they're not going to ask me to go into okay. a past life. Right. And gotcha. protocol, you have to go through into a past life in order to elicit the subconscious dialogue or the direct voice dialogue. Right. So um, I wanted to figure out a way, how can I elicit the direct voice without having to bring anybody through a past life? And so I spent about two years trying to figure this out and, and I did it. <laughs> And then that's how I developed my protocol. So, um, wow. Yeah. So now I can get people, I I can get the subconscious. We can talk to the higher power. We can talk to the collective unconscious. We can talk to angels, um, whoever, (laughs) a source energy. So your, your um, process, the protocols, so Nambulism protocol, subconscious dialogue. So talk about the somnambulism part. Yeah. So profound somnambulism. So, um, most of us can, you know, we're achieving somnambulism when we bring our clients into hypnosis. And um, so, you and know, I'm going to bu- bug you again too, um, because like, hopefully not. I'm going to explain. You and I are, are you know, right. understanding this. Somnambulism. So for the audience, what, <laughs> tell, tell us what is somnambulism. Okay. So somnambulism is when you reach a level of hypnosis that you get particular um, hypnotic phenomenon and you can measure for it once you get amnesia. So now as you're being hypnotized, you're getting phenomenon all along the way. Like you may get eye catalepsy, eye fixation, eye catalepsy, um, maybe doing an arm lift. Maybe you can get their arm to rise up in that. Okay. When you get somnambulism, then you get sort of, um, more difficult things to achieve. So they can forget their name. They can forget numbers. Um, there was the Dave Elman um, induction has a built-in test for somnambulism where he has the client count backwards and has them lose the numbers. So once they lose the numbers, then they, they've achieved amnesia. Then you know that they're in somnambulism. Okay. So profound, but see, but you can be in somnambulism and still sort of be aware that you're being, that you're being hypnotized. Profound somnambulism is where you can bring the, well, I bring the client into the deepest level of trance that I call the non-awareness state so that their conscious mind is completely out of the way where they feel like they're on a mental vacation. Yeah. Okay. Now, sometimes they can be observing what I'm doing, but eight out of 10 times they're not observing. They're just being on a beautiful mental vacation. And while they're over here, I'm over here <laughs> talking to their, to their pure subconscious, talking to their, their higher self. Um, or their higher power, the, or the, you know, any, their super conscious mind, basically. Uh-huh. Um, so I can talk to the subconscious, I can talk to the super conscious, I can talk to the collective unconscious, um, angels, guides, you name it. And there's just a particular process that I use to figure out who I'm, you know, to call in who I want to talk about and figure out who I'm talking to at okay. that point. And, and that's to help the client and their best and highest good. So, so in, instead of like uh, straight on, okay, you know, 
relax your conscious mind and let your subconscious and it, it it's uh and again for the audience like uh, often people think of it uh, going for hypnotherapy for stop smoking or lose weight or habit change which it's amazing for absolutely but it's also way even more deeply amazing to find deeper higher uh access to um subconscious and superconscious which for those of you who don't understand that, it's almost like a Kashuk record, kind of where all knowledge is there for you to have, or all you you think you don't know, but you know everything, kind of a thing, right? Um, right. So uh, I'm just kind of explain the difference in, in what you're talking about. You're talking about a uh, quantum, you know, yes. level of hypnosis, not the standard base, right. not the standard yeah. hypnosis that. Um, that people think of hypnosis and know you, if you right. really want to be a chicken, you know, <laughs> exactly. somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and now we can get this same type of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even more profoundly. Right. Even more profoundly. But see, here's the thing. Um, when you can get the client talking to you or not the client, the client's higher self talking yeah. to you, then you can know you, you get a deeper understanding of where the problem originated. And yeah. why it's there? What the, you know? What the secondary gain is? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and they. And so, then, I, I was thinking that when you were talking about getting hit by a Mack truck or having a baby, right? You know, like how sometimes people get sick, um, and they're sick or they're they have a problem, whatever it is. But sometimes you can't clear it up directly with hypnosis because you've got to find that secondary gain. Right. Yeah, and, then, and so. And then also, so there's some really good hypnotherapists that can find the secondary gain without having to access the higher power. However, what I find is that sometimes the subconscious or the higher self will not release the problem, even if there's a secondary or even if the secondary gain has been cleared out, won't release the problem. And if they if it doesn't release the problem, you have to understand why and they can give you a a fuller understanding. And I've had like the higher self say, um, this is karma coming over from a past life. And they have signed a contract saying that they want to go through this. So this is something that they want to experience. This is, you know, so we cannot change that contract. (laughs) This is what they have to live out. But I could say, well, how long is this going to be? And can we help accelerate their learning? That kind of thing, Yeah, you know? And so do you bring that information back, um, allow the client to have that information and say, oh, okay. I ask the subconscious if the client can have the information. Right. But I do record the sessions. So mm-hmm. because a lot of, because if they, the ones who are not observing, who are in the non-awareness state, they'll, right. they will wake up with amnesia and they'll not know anything that happened in the session. So I'll record each session, but I'll ask the, the, the subconscious, whoever I'm talking to, the subconscious or the higher self or whatever, um, is it okay for the client to listen to this? Um, and sometimes they'll say yes, or sometimes they'll say, let's wait six weeks and then they can listen to the recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll tell you if it's okay for the, for the client to listen to it. Yeah. And, and again, for the audience who's listening or watching, um, when Stephanie's talking about higher power guides, angels, um, you know, there, this is the, um, and I think there's a universal acceptance that we have, we have uh, watchers and, and handlers kind of, we have a higher power that helps us. And so sometimes when, you know, that whole saying, you know, bad things happen to good people. 
um, that's what Stephanie's talking about um, in this case, is understanding it can really, if you at least understand it, if it's not going to go away and you at least understand that there's a reason for it and accept it instead of just saying, oh, well, um, it, it, it can change your whole perception around it and you can have an easier life. Right. Absolutely. And even as the hypnotherapist, it was like, you know, if you get it, it, it's rare, but it happens where you get sessions where just nothing is changing. And you're like, what is it something that I'm doing wrong? Or, you know, and just being the hypnotherapist, knowing like, oh, OK, it's not on me. It's this is what they're carrying. And this is something that they agreed to carry from before they were born. Then it kind of takes the pressure yeah. <laughs> off of you as a hypnotherapist as well. So it's like, OK. And it does give you the deeper understanding, the deeper, you know, of, of where the problem has originated, where it needs to be cl cleared out. Um, it could say that it originated in a past life, but we can go back and, and clear out the events that happened in the past life. And that's basically just then you would do a past life regression on them at that point. And basically clearing out karma there usually just means you need to ask for forgiveness from the people who you hurt in those past mm -hmm. lives. And, and maybe it's forgiving yourself and asking for forgiveness, or maybe it's forgiving other people. Maybe you're holding on to a grudge from a past life. So it, it could be a, a, a whole number of things, but it's actually pretty easy to clear out once you know where, where it originated. Yeah. How long do those sessions usually last? Do you have like a set time for something like that? Or no, it's it sort of, yeah, it lasts about, I tell people to clear their schedule for two hours. Um, it may not last the entire two hours. It could go three hours. It sort of depends on what we're working on. If I bring them into a past life, it's definitely going to be a longer session than if I just talk, speak with a the subconscious, then it'll be a shorter session. Um, you know, it sounds, um, I, I'm really enjoying hearing about your process because I'm uh, at the NAF, National Association of Transpersonal Hypnotherapist Conference, which is coming up. Uh, first week of November, uh, I'm staying on to add another certification because that's what I love to do. <laughs> and um, I've, I've done past life regressions, but there I'm going to be doing the life between lives, which is um, Michael Newton's um, process. And it sounds very similar, but he does have you go back into the past life uh and then come forward through the death into that. That's how space. Dolores Cannon does it. She brings yeah. you into the past life. And then, and, yeah. Into that space where you can talk right. to your higher self, your guides, right. your soul family and, and do a lot of processing. But what I didn't like about that part of her process. And I love Dolores Cannon and all her books and everything, like read them because <laughs> they're fascinating. But what I didn't like about her process is that she would take people to their death scene and mm -hmm. then would revivify the death scene so they could get to the, the space between lives. Right. right. And I just thought, um, not everybody wants to relive their death scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah the, and, I've been reading up on this and, and it does talk about like, you know, well, we don't want to traumatize them. So you kind of get them there. So they, you know, they're not, I, I, and I kind of wondered about that. So I find your, so, so that was, yeah, that was part of what, so, so yeah. but you don't, you can get them into the space between lives without having them to revivify the death scene. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like the first way that I, the, the first part of my protocol that I, in, that I sort of, I don't want to say invented, I want to say I was guided to, mm -hmm. um, is that instead of taking them through the death scene, 
why don't I just take them backwards through their own life to right before they were born? Because yeah. now they're in the they're in the space between um, lives, yeah. but they have not had to revivify their death scene. Um, you can, and you don't you don't even have to do that either. Um, you could just sort of you know ask the subconscious or the higher self to take them out. I usually take them out to a space beyond um, consciousness, sort of like Joe Dispenza does, where you're just kind of you're outside of time and space right right so that's sort of like just taking them to to this part um kind of gets them outside of their of their body yeah and that's how this mind body as well but they still this process i'm talking about the life between life still takes you back and then brings you into that no time no space eventually like they all it seems like yours and their and and michael newton dolores cannon uh the the idea is to you know, and we pretty much do with regular hypnosis anyway, get to that beyond right. time and space thing. Exactly. And, and it's like just different ways of getting there. So right. um, I'm looking forward to um, talking to you more after I've taken this. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, notes. and uh, I've even just recently started incorporating some of Joe Dispenza's pattern into it. Cause I just discovered him uh, several months, maybe like six months ago. And I was like, Oh, this is, and yeah. kind of what he was doing, and I was like, okay, I'm going to use some of his pattern and see if this works for my protocol too. And it does. So just anything that just gets you to, yeah, the, whatever, whatever works, gets you into that space where your doors open. The mind body dissociation. Yeah. That's fascinating. So um, I was going to ask you, tell me, it says that you're a published author. So what's your, um, your book or your books or so, well right now uh, what's published is um i have one book that's published on amazon it's called happy person happy life and it's basically um uh each chapter is 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 um hmm what's the word i want to say uh, i don't want to say activity but there's an activity that you do <laughs> that will will help you um gain more like background happiness and release your depression. And this is through um, scientific fact. So if you do these processes um, in each chapter, then in, in 21 days, you can actually have a happier, more fulfilling life. Um, some of it is NLP processes. Some of it is uh, me just simple meditation or exercising for 20 minutes. Um, but all of these things are backed up scientifically just to kind of help you live your happiest life. And I believe that when you're happy, then you you manifest more of what you want into yeah. your life. So, and I've also been in, I'm in a lot of other people's books too with case studies and whatever, but, and I'm working on another book right now. Oh, what's that on? <laughs> and that is going to, I want to teach the general population how to access your own intuition, how to access your own subconscious, your own higher self. Yeah. Um, it's great to go to a hypnotherapist when you can, but you can also do this on your own. You can get answers when you go within. And so there's going to be some processes for accomplishing that. Yeah, that's like right up my alley. That's what I teach. So don't steal my audience. No, no, <laughs> uh, no. That's that. Like I, you know, because of my own, affiliate. I know. <laughs> we'll work that's together. Good plan. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Like every, you know, there's so many people. Like it's, it is. You know, don't you feel like um, there is that universal message? Like, like if you look back in history, like when the uh, telephone was invented. 
for example, like three people came up with the same idea at the same time. I think there's the download that's, yeah. you know, gets that like, Hey, I have an idea. And it's like, wait a minute. I have that idea. Exactly. And that's why I was saying earlier, like, I felt like I was guided to create my process. And that's yeah. why it like, feels weird if I say I'm, I'm the inventor of the innovator. Yeah. No, well, you, you incorporated like, it. Or no, you, that's always been there. I figured yeah. out a strategy yeah. of how to get what I needed. <laughs> and really, like, I think the more people that are spreading, because there's going to be people that know you and hear you or find you. There's going to be people that find me. There's right. going to be people that find any, you know, the more ways to spread the good information or the good ways to live or happiness right. or, or got, finding your own intuition, I think is such a big deal. That's, why I called this intuitive journey with Desiree is that like uh -huh. learning your, you know, your own process or, or trusting your own intuition is so important. So many people are waking up now, mm -hmm. you know, there, there, there is no lack. There is no, you know, there, there's not a lack. I don't have a lack consciousness. So that's why I'm like, I, I'm a open book and I'm sharing my information. I share so much information free on YouTube, Yeah, you know, but people will still buy my books. They'll still buy my classes, even though I'm like, I'm giving away everything almost <laughs> you know, for free. Um, because there's not this, there, there's really not a lack. Um, and right now, you know, just to get a little bit more esoteric on you, um, the, the earth is, you know, is going through a transformation right now and moving into a new dimension, new density. And we're having to, as a, as a species, as humans, we have to evolve out of the third density. And we're either going to evolve or we're going to die basically um, not die as in just not be able to move with the earth. And we'll have to go to another third dimensional plane to keep reliving the karma unless we can wake up and, you know, and elevate. And so I think a lot of people are waking up. They're waking up even if they didn't want to wake up, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they're going like, Oh my gosh, like I need direction. Like, what do I do now? And so I think part of it, and I think this may be part of your work too. Um, my next step, because because I, I I still feel that I'm supposed to be even more than a hypnotist or hypnotherapist. Like that's great; it served me well for the past decade. But I know that I have an even higher purpose too, and I think part of that is just to help people, help guide people who are awakening. And and I don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but <laughs> I know that it has something to do with with helping people understand what's happening with them and then, and then how to, you know, shift their energy so that they can match the vibration yeah. uh, of the earth as it's going through its own planetary evolution. Yeah. I, um, I think maybe most of the people that would be taking the time to listen or watch this would get what we're talking about. Um, but I do like to, on this um, show, do a lot of explaining uh, yeah. about like what you know and and you know everyone's heard that as above so below um that inside our bodies our bodies the planet our solar system everything is going through a pattern that replicates sort of like fractals and like you're saying and so if people would take the time to to look at the big history of our galaxy and where the earth is they'll see that it's getting closer to the center and there is a shift and you know uh, electromagnetically and you know gravity wise and all sorts of stuff happens from that level 
from the, our, the universe all the way down to the cells in our body. And so, yes, talking about that frequency is that we are at a very dense frequency in these physical bodies. And when you talk about raising your vibration or your frequency, there actually can take place a change in our density and not just you and me. Yeah, sometimes individually, but we're talking about humanity too. Like, not just like we're going to die, not you and I, but humanity. And the collective of humanity. Yeah, as we, you know, DNA and all this, as we progress, humanity is going to shift. We want to, and we want to ascend, and we want to ascend together. Right. Not everybody's going to ascend, but, (laughs) and that's okay. They're just going to have to repeat it again on another planet. (laughs) Well, and there's all all these different levels that exist at the same time. Uh, It's just fascinating. You know, it's like, I could go on and on, but, um, right, me too. let's yeah. confuse your audience. <laughs> yeah, and there's just like all this, you know, just, just like there's a rock and a flower and a human being and a dog yeah. consciously, or, you know, as far as awareness, we're all at different levels of awareness, but we all coexist. That's and right. so, you know, there's a, a flow. It's like a little water wheel, you know, that drop of water is a little further back from this drop of water, but we're all on the wheel. <laughs> right. And ultimately, of course, we're all connected and we're oh, all. Yeah. We all so it's, it's the source. Yeah. And we're all responsible for ourselves and everything around us in a way. So if we can be a better person, a better light, a better source of information and help, and then everything around us is going to kind of get, um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, you know, it's, it's contagious. You right. Know, we can, we can affect the energy around us. Right. We can affect the energy. That's, that's exactly right. So we can help, like we can help pull up the lower energies into a higher level. And, and heart math, you know, Joe Dispenza is big with the heart math um, group and, uh, and they talk about, you know, globally changing the heart rate variability, heart, that, that coherence yeah. and globally shifting that. And that's no, there is science behind that too. So if anybody wants to go look that up, uh, there is science behind the energy on the earth associated with um, how people are feeling. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, so what do you have coming up as far as workshops or uh, anything like that? You said you were earlier before we were recording, you said you were co-teaching um, a couple of workshops and sure. I know you travel and get around. So what do you have coming up that people can find you at? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I'm co-teaching with Roy Hunter and Bruce Eimer. Um, the next thing that worked, well, I did a, a parts therapy workshop with Roy Hunter. Um, and you can find that on my website if you'd like to go back and, and watch that. Um, my website for hypnotherapist or for students who are interested in this is stephanieconkle.com. It's so it's just my name.com. It's different than my client website. If you want to get a hypnotherapy session from me, <laughs> that's okay. liferesults.com. And I'll be putting those in the details under the um, podcast video information. And then the, what the workshop that's coming up soon, which we're still working out details. So I can't give you details just yet, uh-huh. um, but maybe we can put it in the show notes later. Um, with Bruce Eimer and Roy Hunter, we're going to be teaching regression, oh. an online regression workshop. Yeah. So, so that will be fun. And then, um, yeah. And then if you're interested in my protocol, um, I just finished teaching it live at HypnoThoughts Live, but you can also uh, download the online 
version. Um, I have video training courses. And again, you can find that at stephanieconkle.com. And that is the, the profound somnambulism protocol. I've got some other courses there too, if you're interested. Good. And um, how about, are you going to be, will I see you in, um, yes, I will. Of course, I'll see you in May at HypnoBiz New York, right? So, well. <laughs> I've lost track of where, where we're all going at the same time. Right. So this, I've sort of made a promise to myself that I was going to sit, sit down and, and write my book and finish okay. my book and, and kind of have, I'm kind of taking a bit of a um, sabbatical for 2020. Okay. Um, I'm still going to go to HypnoThoughts live in August because that's the big one. But other than that, I'm really trying to kind of like slow down from just being everywhere at one time yeah. and, and work on my uh, product creation because I know that it's important and, and work on myself and just kind of, you know, 2019 was this energy of do, 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 and run yeah. everywhere and go everywhere <laughs> and fly everywhere. My 2020. Yeah. yeah. So, everywhere. So, so 2020, I'm still going to have to do some of that stuff, but I'm intentionally slowing down and I'm kind of, you know, cocooning myself and I'm going to get into that creative space to, to work on my books and to work on my um, courses. So I'll have, so I'll have a workshop to go along uh, with the book. So I've just got to, you know, put those into place now. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I, that's good. And, um, and I've done the same thing. I have my book and I have a workshop that goes with it. So, awesome. yeah, so it, it's, it's nice because you've already got your, your, your plan, you know, that's <laughs> yes. and it's repeatable. So I wish you a lot of love with that. And I will have, um, Stephanie's information and where you can work with her and what, what city are you in? I don't, I don't even know. We talked about so that. I'm in Woodstock, Georgia. Okay. okay you're Atlanta. You're you Atlanta. I'm not in the city. I'm in the yeah. suburbs North of Atlanta. We're on the same time. Um, Eastern yes, standard yeah. time, which helps a lot when we have to do something like this. Absolutely. So she's in Atlanta. You can find her there. If you want to work with her, you can find her online um, for online courses and contact and you say you have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel, and that's uh, Stephanie Conkle Hypnosis. Cool. So all sorts of ways to find out more and contact Stephanie. And is there anything else you want to add before I end this? Uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity of coming on here and, and talking with you and your audience. Uh, I've just I've had a wonderful time, and uh, just thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for, for joining me. It was really nice. And like I said, I love – I could go on forever talking to you, but I better. Oh, likewise. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you when I can, even if you're not going to be at, I'll, I'll just come bug you. I'll sit outside. I'm like, hey, Stephanie. You know, come <laughs> yeah. down to Atlanta. If you ever make it up to DC, let me know. Absolutely. Okay. Anyway, so I'll, I'll be back in touch. Like I said, I'd love to talk more about, um, on a personal level, about the processes. And other than that, though, thank you, Stephanie, for joining me. And I'm going to end this with thank you for being here with me for my show. And I look forward to seeing everyone next time. Bye. Bye.